Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings, conversationalists. I hope you're having a great day. It is a busy news day here and around the world with things happening. Trying to keep you abreast of everything and have a lot more to talk about as well as your phone calls. 877-973-7425 is the number. I've done a bit of a disservice to the callers because there has been a lot to get through and say today and and a lot of breaking news, including that which is happening right now. The House of Representatives is about to uh, get in the chamber and begin voting on Speaker of the House, Republicans putting up uh, Steve Scalise. Uh, I do, however, I want to begin this hour with a couple of phone calls uh, because I was headed in this direction, and so I'm going to allow Philip to set the stage here. Uh, well, I, I actually, Philip's been waiting a while to set the stage on this, but I have to, Philip, get you here. And I got to ask you a question before you're allowed to speak. And you need to answer yes, this sir. question wisely. You got to answer this question wisely. Are you or have you ever been a Tennessee Volunteers fan? No, sir. Okay, thank I God. All right. Bread and bled Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> all right. You can talk all day then because I had to make sure this isn't the Philip who works for me doing some sort of backdoor ruse to get on air. And that's the question because he could never deny his his sad, sad support for the for the volunteers. My, my, <laughs> you talk to my brother all the time, Pierce. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Pierce is my brother. He's younger than me. Well, welcome, uh, Philip. All right, so what's going on? All right. I, 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 like I told your screener, I said my comment is or my statement is, from what I'm hearing, I don't care what it takes. I blame this. I will go all the way back to 9-11 and the start of the war on terror and then it being not finished like it should be. Mm-hmm. If they have done this, then as far as I'm concerned, we should – Declared declaration of war on terror. I mean, out, out, declaration of war on terror. And then take these people out wherever countries they are in and tell the countries you're coming for them. If you don't want to be destroyed with them, then I suggest you hand them over to us. And mm-hmm. I just cannot. I, I'm, I'm from the war, and we all, every one of us that was in during the Vietnam War, we say the same thing. Get the politicians out of it. You fund it, let the daggum generals run it. And all you politicians just stay out of it and let us get it over with. Don't yeah. keep playing this game because you're either going to end up fighting them here on this land, and everybody's going to be saying, well, what happened? How'd they get over here? You got an idiot sitting in the White House that's let them get over here. Amen. Amen. And, and Obama, too. Really, yep. really out of it. I'm so mad. Hearing you talk about what they have done, I sit here, if I was not 69 years old, I would be on my way to Israel, armed to the teeth, and I'd take out every, every one of them that I could before they got to God me. bless you, man. God bless you. Listen, uh, I, I, you tell Pierce hi, and thank you, Philip, and thanks for being patient with me. And, and you're right. Um, you, you're right. And, uh, you know, in, in Israel, they had... 90-year-olds show up at reservist centers to fight. 90-year-olds who showed up. 
For those of you, uh, I've got a, a number of stations in Georgia, about 18 different affiliates in the state of Georgia, including my flagship station, WSB. I want you guys to know that uh, Georgia's Governor Brian Kemp has just ordered all flags in the state to be flown at half-mast. Uh, this is his um, resolution on Saturday, October 7th, during the Jewish holiday of uh, Shemini Adzeret terrorists launched a coordinated attack on the country of Israel. Among those killed were at least 22 American citizens. By the way, the State Department is today confirming it was 22 up from the original 14. There are still Americans unaccounted for. The people of Georgia mourn the American lives lost and join our close ally Israel in grieving for those who were taken from their families. It is appropriate that the flag of the United States and the flag of the state of Georgia be flown at half-mast in memory of those killed. Therefore, in honor and as a mark of respect for the memory of those killed in these unwarranted attacks, pursuant to the authority vested in me as governor of the state of Georgia, it's hereby ordered that the flag of the United States of America and the flag of the state of Georgia shall be flown at half-mast on all state buildings and grounds from the issuance of this order on this date, the 11th day of October 2023, until sunset, Saturday, October 14th, 2023. Governor of the state of Georgia, Brian Kemp ordering all flags in the state at half-mast as a show of respect to what has happened in Israel. Uh, Now, back to the phones. Jake's been waiting patiently. Jake, welcome. And I got to tell you, Jake, out of the gate, I see on my call screening program what you want to make. And I'm really, really ashamed that I didn't think of this before you did. Jake? Uh, Are you coming Yep, I, I am. Uh, yes, and I, I, I know the point that you want to make, and I am ashamed that I didn't think of it first. Well, uh, uh, a compliment, uh, a comment, and a question. All right. Um, compliment, uh, by providing historical and theoretical context, uh, you are the most valuable player on talk radio, and it's worth the three hours a day. Well, thank um, you. The, the, the comment... There's a glaring irony between the fact that when Biden was merely vice president, he was resolute and uh, even bragged about withholding a billion dollars from Ukraine to get rid of a prosecutor who was trying to fight corruption, and yet he's yet to make any noises about uh, stopping the $6 billion going to Iran the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism, and possibly throwing out the suggestion that the money be sent to Israel instead. And and then finally, the question, I assume the billion dollars to Ukraine uh, back when he was vice president was appropriated by Congress. I don't know whether the $6 billion in that lousy hostage deal was actually appropriated by Congress, but maybe that's something we can look up. Yeah, okay, so I know the answer to that one. And first of all, one, uh, thank you for the comment and, and, and the, the compliment. And two, I I wish I had thought of the billion dollars, the prosecutor first. So I, I'm going to give you credit uh, when I tweet it and say you came up with it. I appreciate it a, a ton. Now, on the Ukraine money versus the, the uh, money from Iran, there is a nuance that you do have to understand here because it's very important. The billion dollars to Ukraine that Biden as vice president withheld was money appropriated by Congress that had a carve out that the president, Obama, or his designee, in this case it was Biden, could give or not give based on a set of circumstances. And Biden, under the guidelines, was able to 
for a time with all that money. The $6 billion to Iran is not American money. You do need to understand this. It is the $6 billion to Iran is not American money. It's Iranian money. So there, if I had the record scratch sound, I would play it. What? Okay, so when the Shah of Iran fell in 1979 with the, the great coup in the Islamic Revolution, we, the United States, froze all Iranian assets. It was a global agreement with Western powers led by us to freeze all Iranian assets. Iran at the time, Persia, the Persian Empire, had a massive pile of money in American bank accounts, particularly the Bank of New York, had a massive pile of the Persian Empire. Yes, and it was the Persian Empire, technically. Uh, it was their money piled into bank accounts. The Shah of Iran had a pile of money in the Bank of New York and other banks. We froze that money, said Iran, uh, the Islamic revolutionaries, you cannot have it. The money's been sitting there drawing interest ever since. So what we've done over time is Congress, in authorizing the seizure of that money, has allowed the president at times to release money for humanitarian aid to Iran. So that's a law that goes back to the 1970s that's still on the books. It's only been modified a few times. It allows the president to give Iran back a portion of the money that had belonged to the Shah of Iran. And so the $6 billion going to Iran is actually money from the predecessor government, the Shah of Iran, uh, the, the emperor of Persia, whatever, all of his titles. Uh, and it goes to... Iran to the Islamic revolutionaries, but it is notable and Jake, it is such a good point and it's a point every single person should pay attention to that this president withheld a billion dollars from Ukraine because of a corrupt prosecutor and cannot bring himself to walk back that $6 billion from Iran now. That is remarkable. One more call before break. Greg, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric, how are you? I'm, Good, uh, how are you? been listening to this for days and following on Twitter and everywhere, and I'm a bit perplexed. Um, it's, what, day five? There are 22, at the latest count, dead Americans, dual citizens, whatever. There are 22 dead American citizens due to a terrorist attack, more held hostage. And I have not, to my knowledge, heard one word from the Biden administration about retribution, responsibility, those who are the perpetrators being brought, being made to pay, no threat of, of violence from the U.S. military against those who hold our citizens hostage. I mean, this is just appeasement. Yeah. It's, it's, it's perplexed me. It is, and nobody's talking about it anywhere. Well, look, I, I, I got to add uh, something here, Greg, that is, it's, it's disturbing. I appreciate that. And, and here, I, I can hear the passion. <laughs> Do I say anger in your voice over it? <sighs> the death toll is going to go up. I want to read you just one story. This is from USA Today. So you have proper context. They exchanged text messages and emojis, brief status updates with words of encouragement, a picture of the beloved family dog, Tootsie, until no more messages came. And then Cindy Flash, 
an American, and her Israeli husband, Egal, vanished into the violence, presumed kidnapped by Hamas. Four days after Hamas attacked Israel, more than 100 Israelis and possibly dozens of foreign nationals are thought to be killed or be held captive in the Gaza Strip. At least 14 American citizens, this was written before confirmation an hour ago that it's 22 now, have been killed in an unknown number unaccounted for. Flash 67, originally from St. Paul, Minnesota, is one of them. She lives in Kafar Azaz, a kibbutz in southern Israel near Gaza, where some of the most harrowing and grisly stories have emerged. They are breaking down the safe room door, Flash said in one of her final messages to her daughter, Karen, 34. We need someone to come by the house right now. Karen has been communicating with her parents from a few houses away. Karen described her mother, an administrator in a local college, as someone who had the sweetest, biggest heart, whom everyone knew and loved, and who had spent a lifetime advocating for the rights of Palestinians, including those who live in Gaza, where she may now be held. A pro-Palestinian supporter from the United States who lived in Israel is one of those taken by Hamas. May God keep her safe. The death toll is going to rise. For those of you who say we should be isolationists, we should sit on the sidelines, I want to put this in very clear perspective for you. This is the worst hostage crisis of Americans since the Iranian hostage crisis in 1979. More Americans are being held hostage by Hamas than were held hostage by the Iranians in 1979. This is the worst American hostage crisis on the planet in history. That's your perspective. We can't sit idly by while Americans are held hostage by terrorists. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint, you want an HR manager, you don't want to be the bad guy with your employees, Bambi can play the role of HR for you, $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat, they do onboardings, terminations, they help your team members get to peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. I have to move very slowly here or I am going to utter profanity. So let me move slowly and say, I kid, I kid you not, not what I want to say. I will say, I kid you not. We have decapitated babies in the streets of Israel in a war. And do you know what the big story at the Los Angeles Times is at this moment? I'm not making this up. I will read you the headline at the Los Angeles Times, their big story today. How Los Angeles's bird population is shaped by historic redlining and racist loan practices. 
how Los Angeles's or how the headline is actually how LA's bird population is shaped by historic redlining and racist loan practices. Friends, I quote again. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. This person is still a kid. On a recent afternoon in L.A.'s Boyle Heights neighborhood, Christian Benitez and Eric Wood stood outside a liquor store searching for birds. They spotted a house sparrow and pulled binoculars to our eyes. They're all over the shrubbery in Boyle Heights, said Wood. Among the most ubiquitous and abundant songbirds of the world, house sparrows are urban creatures that thrive where people do. But less than 10 miles in the northeast in the wealthy city of San Marino, house sparrows are nowhere to be heard. Instead, it's ravens, pigeons, and a cooper's hawk, the bird watcher spotted with the manicured lawn and mature trees. It was, the researcher said, a vivid illustration of the so-called luxury effect, the phenomenon by which wealthier and typically whiter areas attract a larger, more diverse population of birds. Holy cow. Now, let me put that in perspective. That's the big story at the Los Angeles Times. Now, here's the big story from Trey Yinst at Fox News. Bodies litter the town of Be'eri. You can see here it's complete and total destruction. All of the houses are destroyed. Looks like many were blown up with RPGs or other explosives. People were shot and killed in their beds, executed at point-blank range. This is the most horrific thing I have ever seen. I understand wanting to take a break from the horror. But come on, Los Angeles Times, grow up. Now, if you're a business and you're headed into the holiday season, Stamps.com can save you some money. I use it for my business. I've used Stamps.com personally. I mean, honestly, it, it actually is my personal account. It's not my business account. I, I send a lot of stuff through the post office and UPS. Thanks to Stamps.com, I can get over 80% discounts off UPS and post office rates and automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options. I can get pickup at my home or my office um, for packages. You get access to the post office, UPS services, you need service, services, services you need from your computer or mobile device anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no lines, no traffic, no waiting. You can see why millions of businesses use stamps.com. Sign up today. Code Eric. Special offer includes a four-week trial, free postage, free digital scale. There is never a long-term commitment, never a contract. Go to stamps.com, click on the microphone, put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Start saving money on shipping. Howdy. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. 877-973-7425. This is your public service announcement. Actually, let me do the breaking news first. The breaking news is this. Jim Jordan, who conservatives advanced to be Speaker of the House, lost to Steve Scalise in the House Republican vote. Jim Jordan has now offered to do the nomination of Steve Scalise on the floor of the House. They are convening at the top of the hour for the House to begin voting for Speaker of the House. Um, So that's happening right now. Now, here's your public service announcement. I have... First of all, I, I got to tell you all, I am very flattered by your kind words about the show on Monday uh, and even the, all of you emailing in about today. I, I don't do transcripts of the show. 
Uh, they're expensive to produce. I don't have a reliable service to do them. Uh, and at some point, uh, when we're bringing in, we've got a lot of stations, and so the revenue can justify it. Perhaps we will, but we're just not there yet. But if you want the show on Monday, and I would urge you to listen to it, if you text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, you, there is a podcast link, and you can click it, and you can get the podcast, Spotify, Google, uh, Apple Music, or Apple, whatever. You get the RSS for if you use Overcast or something like that. You can get the podcast from Monday and listen to it. And then if you want to go send the file off and get it transcribed to share with friends, I'm happy for you to do it. There's also the live stream and there's uh, particularly the show notes because I put a lot of stuff in writing. I really hope you'll click on the show notes link for today and read the piece I wrote this morning about the need for conservatives to purge the anti-Semites among them because we are in a lot of the conservative movement. We have allowed to take root sleeper cells of anti-Semites and we need to get rid of them from the conservative movement. Uh, We do not need them and should not have them be here. Now, uh, so text Eric to 33777. Remember E-R-I-C-K. Now I want to take Stephen's call and, and Charlie, uh, if you want to go on and close off the phones, I, I got a lot still that I want to talk about, I, I, and I'm doing a disservice to everybody if I leave you on hold here towards the end of the show. So you can close the phone lines, and I want to take Stephen as the last caller. Stephen, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Eric. Thanks for having uh, having me on your show today. Sure. Uh, I just wanted to make this real quick, and I'll uh, hang up and let you comment on this. But, uh, you know, what concerns me is that the, the president's weakness creates vulnerability for us and the way that people perceive uh, the United States of America. And when you consider that we had a weak president in 2023 and we had a weak president in uh, 1979, what do we get? And, you know, that's what we're living through right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a shame to me. So uh, anyway, thank you for your time and uh, hope you have a great day. Thanks, you too, Steve. It, l- listen, it's a great point. Uh, 1973, or 1979, rather, Jimmy Carter, you get a wrecked American economy thanks to his policies, and you get an American hostage crisis in the Middle East, and Joe Biden's like, hold my beer. Let me tell you a dirty little secret. I have met American presidents, and I have met people who work for American presidents. The one American president that all the other American presidents of the late 20th and 21st century disliked is Jimmy Carter. I have heard horror stories directly from presidents of the United States about the man, and and God bless him, I realize he's at the end of life. Uh, Can't speak ill of the dead, he's still alive, so I guess I get to. Presidents do not care for him. Democrat and Republican presidents alike, the horror stories I have heard from people who work for Bill Clinton about Jimmy Carter and from other presidents, uh, just it's it's kind of mind-boggling. They don't like him. If you ever see pictures of the presidents getting together, you'd have those pictures of like Reagan and Ford and Bush and Bush and Clinton, and Carter was always standing off to the side. They didn't care for the man. The only American president alive who likes Jimmy Carter is the current one. 
and he's modeled his foreign policy after Jimmy Carter. And now, again, we have an oil crisis and an American hostage crisis in the Middle East and a wrecked economy. In fact, speaking of the economy, I need to play for you this audio. This is from CNBC this morning. Just listen. Our September read on the wholesale side of prices in the form of the producer price index. September read on headline month over month expected up three tenths of a percent is up a half of one percent. A half of one percent that follows a yet unrevised up seven tenths, which was the highest going all the way back in terms of month over month change to June of 22. Strip out the all-important food and energy component. We're up three-tenths, a little hotter than the two-tenths we were expecting. Up three-tenths versus last month, up two-tenths. But the previous month, July, was up four-tenths of 1%. Strip out food, trade, and energy, up two-tenths, as expected, following up three-tenths. Now, the year-over-year numbers on final demand, which is basically the year-over-year headline, up 2.2%. Last look was up 1.6 is what we expected again. Up 2.2 is the highest since April when we were up 2.3%. The sad part here is in August, uh, June of this year, we we're only up one-tenth of a percent. That was the lowest year-over-year since August of 2020. So we've definitely accelerated there a bit. Strip out food and energy year-over-year up 2.7%. That's also the hottest since May when it was up 2.8. And finally, subtract food energy and trade up 2.8%. That is the only one that's cooler than its last look, which was 3%. 2.8 equals what we were in June. To find a lower one than 2.8, boy, you have to go way back in the way back machine to uh, February of 2021. That's Stephen Telly at Fox or at uh, CNBC. Uh, wholesale inflation is more than expected right now. Inflation rates going back up a little bit, and that's a problem because the Fed doesn't want to hold interest rates high for a while, but they're probably going to have to, and that's going to impact the national the deficit and the debt. Uh, it's going to impact bond yields. It's going to impact so much more, and we got a problem in this country where we're headed towards the point where all the tax revenue coming in is not going to be enough to fund the interest on the debt, which means we're going to have to make cuts. We're going to have to raise taxes. Uh, we're going to have to take out more debt, which means we can't fund the military. We can't fund border. We can't fund Israel. We can't fund anything because of the Biden administration breaking the economy. Chickens are coming home to roost. Modern monetary theory advanced by the same postmodernist theorists who embrace intersectionalism and decolonialism. Uh, all of their bad ideas colliding at once, wrecking our economy, our standing in the world, everything. There's one thing they haven't really wrecked, although they're trying. I need to talk about something. Some of you have been surprised to learn given where they are in the world, given who they are surrounded by, that Israel does not have any equivalent of our Second Amendment. I'm not saying this to be provocative. It's not my intent. But I do want to point this out. On Friday, Hamas is calling for a day of violence in the world. And I genuinely believe that bad guys have crossed our border and are hiding in this country 
to do violence. I don't know that it will happen on Friday, but I have no doubt in my mind, based on the conversations I have had with people in the Department of Homeland Security and leaders in this country from briefings they have gotten behind the scenes, that there are more likely than not nefarious elements in this country, and it is not a conspiracy theory. It is a very real and dangerous world we live in, and no one would be surprised at the upper leadership levels of our government that that's the case. It is one reason so many Republicans are so vocal about the fact that we need to secure our border. Whether we do or we do not, and whether violence comes or it does not, our country has a Second Amendment right. And what happened in Israel could not wholesale happen in this country because so many Americans are so well armed. That is just the truth. In Israel, those houses that were invaded, children put in safe rooms, the parents had no weapons. They had no ammunition. They couldn't. Israel strictly regulates guns. You have to prove that due to the nature of your job or position in life that you should have extra um, protection in your home to have a firearm. And most Israelis, despite being surrounded by Hamas and Hezbollah, did not qualify. They have loosened restrictions on guns and homes right now during this period of crisis, but this crisis isn't going to go away for a while. In this country, God bless the founders of the United States of America, vilified by the left, who were genius enough to provide for us a Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms for the defense of ourselves, our families, and our land and our country. If you are a gun owner, you should go buy more guns and ammo, frankly. I have a mind to do that this weekend. How many guns is enough? The answer is never are there enough. Bad things can happen here. The left tells us all the time that Home gun ownership rate is is linked to accidental death, shooting, suicide. It's true. There are people who buy guns and kill themselves. There are people who buy guns and have never taken a gun safety class and leave loaded guns in their homes and their children pick them up and shoot them. I, I, I know someone that this has happened to. I, I We actually know a family where the boy in the house was cleaning his rifle, having been hunting, and didn't realize there was a round in the chamber and killed his sister. Horror stories. It happens. Near me just last week, a three-year-old killed a, another three-year-old having grabbed a firearm that was loaded in the home. Guns scare me. The purpose of a gun is to kill. But as much as guns scare me, my family, we educated our children and ourselves on guns. You know, my wife has a friend who is very against guns, very against guns. And my wife convinced her, you know, you should take your sons for firearm safety training because you may be against guns, but here in the South, it's largely a part of culture. 
And most families have guns, and so your son should know gun safety. So if they're ever in a situation where there is a gun, they know how to respond, what to do and not to do. They need to know basic gun safety because though you are against guns and adamantly opposed to guns, they're probably going to go to someone's house, and that person probably is going to have a gun. As much as we hear horror stories in this country about what can happen when people leave loaded guns around their home and the accidents and tragedies that happen, you know what's not going to happen? We will not wholesale be invaded in this country and have terrorists storm into our homes to kill us all thanks to the Second Amendment. We stand in stark contrast to what happened in Israel when our founders said we have the right to keep and bear arms in our homes for our safety, for our protection, for our use. We have the right to keep and bear arms. And we should not take for granted that Second Amendment right, and we should look at what happened in Israel, the horror that has happened in Israel, and we could say thank you, founders, for giving us the right to be able to keep and bear arms to protect ourselves so we did not have to rely on others because the moral of the story in all of this is when evil storms through your door, you are your first line of defense. And if your government has disarmed you and denied you the right to keep and bear arms, you have no protection when the evil bad guys who keep and bear arms come into your home against you who are defenseless. I would urge the state of Israel to rethink gun control in their country. But for those of us in our country, when you hear the siren calls of we need to crack down on the Second Amendment and we should restrict the right to keep and bear arms, you think about the situation that has happened, the horror that has happened armed terrorists kicking in the front doors of homes and gunning down who was ever in the home, gunning down people who had no right to keep and bear arms, who could not defend themselves. And you look up that Second Amendment in the Constitution and you thank the founders of this country. You thank the founders who had the foresight to say that you and I have the right to keep and bear arms so that when evil kicks in our front door, we're not holding on the line at 911 waiting for them to answer, knowing that the police are at least 10 minutes away. We have the right to defend ourselves with a gun against the evil bearing a gun. That means something. Do not deny that is a powerful right that we have. And we're the only country on the planet that has it. It makes us unique, for better or for worse. It would have been much better had the people of Israel been able to have what we have. God bless them. God bless our founders. Now, I got to tell you, Vision Computer wants to save you some money. Building a laptop, building a, building a desktop, they want to be able to save you some money. They want to help you with tech support. You can get help from Vision Computer in 15 seconds. You call their tech number, 15 seconds, they answer the phone. Faster than a Google search, you can get help from Vision Computers. Real-time help, they answer the phone. They can be your tech support. If you don't have a computer built by Vision, they can still be your tech support just for a small annual fee, and they can take care of everything. They can even remote into your computer to fix it in many cases. Vision Computer saves you money. They build your computer for your home or your office. They can do it for every one of your employees. For your whole company, they can build your computers for you, save you money, and then be every employee's tech support so you don't even have to hire an IT person and pay them a big salary. Just use Vision. VisionComputers.com is the website, VisionComputers.com, or you can call them, 404-COMPUTE, 404-COMPUTE. If you ask them about the Eric Erickson special, they can save you even more money. 
visioncomputers.com or 404 compute ask about the eric erickson special you won't see that online and here's the thing those of you in montana those of you in california those of you in arizona list in florida anywhere in the nation connecticut to california call 404 compute vision computers can take care of you anywhere in the united states of america oh yeah you over in hawaii they can take care of you as well i i I gotta just here towards the end i gotta tell you um i want to commend uh, Pence and Scott and Haley and DeSantis, all four of them have been really, really strong on this issue, uh, much stronger really than any of the other Republican candidates out there. Um, this is DeSantis. He actually went on Morning Joe, not exactly a friendly audience, uh, but but he went on there and was uh, gave a real strong defense of Israel. I just think it's important as Americans that we all come together. Israel has a right to defend itself, and that means do that to the hilt. You have to uproot the terrorist infrastructure, these networks, uh, and Hamas needs to be no more. I fear what happens in these situations is, yeah, people say Israel can respond. Then a week later, then two weeks later, then people start to blame Israel. There's no moral equivalence between a Hamas terrorist and an Israeli civilian, and they have every right Right. to see this through to the hilt. Yes, and Nikki Haley. And and think about all the hostages we've been talking about. You know, okay, so we look Steve at them Ducey as hostages. They look at them as human shields, and they're going to put them places. Um, the IDF bombed the Islamic University of Gaza because the IDF said, essentially, their engineers were building bombs. And so you've got to figure that they would know that that's a prime uh, military strategic target. And what are they going to do? They're going to take the, the hostages probably to a place like that. Well, and I think look at the fact that Israel is giving warnings that they are coming. You know, Hamas gave no warning to Israel. They were given nothing. They were just sent right in there. And so right now, because they have the tunnels and the equipment near civilian sites, this is going to get bad. Nikki Haley, strong, strong position. She and DeSantis really coming out swinging on this. God bless them uh, and their vocal support, Pence and Scott as well. All right, busy day. I've tried to keep it organized for you. We'll do it all over again tomorrow, guys. Have a great afternoon. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.